Health insurance plans come with deductibles and claims processes that are confusing and expensive. CrowdHealth puts you back in control of your health care. Each member gets a personal care advocate and access to thousands of other members ready to help pay for large health expenses. Visit joincrowdhealth.com and use code HEALTH to get your first three months for just $99 per month. That's joincrowdhealth.com code HEALTH. CrowdHealth is not health insurance. It's a totally different way of paying for health care. Terms and conditions may apply. Sam. Yep. That was dirty. Oh yeah. That was that was that was icky. I am right there with you. That uh that was from from jump not exactly what I what I wanted my uh my Monday to look like, but so it went um but Look, this is as, as we kind of alluded to in the last podcast. This is kind of the last team uh, that 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 we wanted to play. They were obviously going to come to play, and they <laughs> don't mess around. We're the front office. I'm Eve. That's Sam. Let's talk about this nightmare. Sam, I am. I. I was having a good day. My my days, it kind of go like this, right? I, I wake up around five a.m., which is still a horrible time for the guys I work with. I, I work with engineers who are um, in Belarus, and one guy from Georgia that used to be in Belarus. Um, and Ukraine. And so it's just young, talented engineers that I, I, you know, I'm either developing apps for stuff that, that I, I'm, you know, businesses that I'm building or, and there's, there's apps that I'm developing in partnership with others. So I'm up super early every day. I'm looking at stats and I'm finding (laughs) little glimmers of hope. And, you know, by 10 a.m., I've talked myself into, you know what? We may lose this game, but it's going to be pretty gutty. We, we've we got some stuff that I don't know if they know we can do. <laughs> and uh, I got to tell you, Sam, <laughs> I was pretty delusional. <laughs> Dude. That was an ass whooping that, and it, and it really was an indictment of not just the coaching because some good things happened out there. I, I, I'm going to try to find the good things and we can talk about it, but I, I want to focus on that after I, I say this. That whole game was an indictment of what the Nets believe in as an organization in basketball. Yep. You're looking at guys. Were were, were you impressed by Siakam? Like, um, I mean, honestly, like out of all the guys, he was probably, he would be way lower on my list. 
like, like Siakam just he 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 got eighteen. Yo, this was such a devastating loss that Ibaka is who is who led them in scoring. Like they're the antithesis of everything we believe. Like of, of course they won a championship with one superstar. But Masai Ujiri didn't go all in to figure out how to trade for two other superstars. He basically said, I just have to figure out a way to stop Giannis and stop Embiid. Those are my competitors in in the East. I have Jonas Valanciunas. Um, I forgot who else was in the front court back then. And he was like, these dudes ain't aren't good good enough. He gets Ibaka, and people clowned him for getting Ibaka because at first it didn't look like it was bringing them anywhere closer to to winning a chip. chip. They develop Siakam, and then they get Gasol. They they get a former Defensive Player of the Year, and bring him in to do all the other things that lets. Kawhi at the time be super Kawhi and now they just have such a well-rounded like every component fits they know how to play winning basketball and I don't want to call it like that it it was him that was so much better than 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 Jacques Vaughn I'm not I, I'm I refuse to indict Jacques Vaughn on this because this is about the players Sean Marks picked Right, like the guys Jacques Jacques Vaughn could only play the guys he 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 had out there, and I'm sorry, but Garrett Temple was killing them. Yeah, I I, I don't know. Did I am I am I exact exaggerating? What did you see with with Temple? Did I mean, you- I mean, he was like he. Um, he was the difference in, in, in the game he was the difference in the game being competitive for two and a half to three quarters versus it basically being competitive for that little piece of the third and a little bit in the fourth. Like he, I mean, that was the difference. He, he basically, I, I don't know about you. I'm a big, I'm a big body language and psychological NBA doctor. And like, I think. I think his. Oh, I want. I, I want to hear this. I want to hear this. Wait. I think his. I think his missed threes early on, which were, by the way, wide open. Like there were there were shots that other guys were taking that were bad shots early on because people were just trying to find any type of rhythm. But I mean, he had wide open threes early on that allowed the lead to explode. And like there, some those some, missing those shots are like punches to the gut. Right for for a player like just watching shots clank like that, and then so repetitively like it shouldn't affect your game, but it throws your game off too because you're just watching, you know, misses. And something should be said, and and something should be said also um, for the fact that look, the Nets were down big in the first quarter, and like in an NBA game that's twelve minutes, that's like very up and down. And uh, and you have fouls and all, and all this type of stuff. Like it's it's honestly hard to get your doors blown off in the first quarter, and they did. And and a lot of that I thought was just due to the fact that they basically established no rhythm. And 
I thought a lot of that was due to Temple, and it kind of continued. Temple actually had success driving, but he really just did not have anything. No, they they only wanted – that That was the genius of the defense. They wanted – they funneled the ball to Temple. They wanted – they did everything to deny uh, Joe Harris the ball. So Karras was making decisions like, okay, there's three men on me. Wide open, it, it, it's it's Temple, and it, he just clanked them one after the other. And they were like, <laughs> and then it, it, the other, uh, I, I can barely talk. The other hilarious thing was watching how Nurse had everyone like, like one time Lowry realized he was guarding Temple he ran away from him to guard to, to help guard Jared Allen to remove the possibility that that Karras could throw the lob to Jared Allen. He runs. He realizes, oh, this is Garrett Temple. He runs away from Garrett Temple to guard someone else. And and when I saw that, I was like, how could they not see it? Garrett Temple played probably the most minutes in the game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, so I'm, I mean, as we've, as kind of it's been a consistent theme, I'm, I'm not, I don't hate on him as much as, uh, as much as you do, but I do, but I, I, I did think today, I think the way that you said it was perfect, which was that his misses were just repeated punches in the gut. Cause that, like, it was like in these types of games, it, it's one thing to not get, contested twos and fadeaways to drop but like when you're missing automatic threes that's what leads to being down 33 points at some points in the in the in the uh in the second quarter and look like i mean this is i mean look look i, I mean look, it, we should also say that toronto shot the lights out and that's how they have this year but like i mean van fleet the way that he started yeah. was insane well, lowry that, was insane well that, Anobi was crazy that, that was us, crazy in the first half yeah I, i'm sorry but that brings us to the other point of this, right? Van Vliet was, for all intents and purposes, uh, uh, Temple's man. And he had, he, this was his highest game, scoring game ever. <laughs> he had yeah. an all, he had a career day on a, on game one of the playoffs on, on Garrett Temple. I do not see what they see he does well. He, he literally was every time every time nurse basically told the raptors every time you find yourself with garrett temple on you go to the basket go to the basket he will he will foul you or he will completely miss you there was time there was a there was a there was a play where uh uh, Ibaka gets his own gets his own rebound, right? And Rodion's is down below, uh, getting ready to guard uh, the best he can. Uh, Ibaka bringing the ball back up, or, or was it Gasol? It was either Ibaka or Gasol. Either way, Rodion's already outmatched. But then, what makes it worse is the first person that got to him was Temple, and and. In the most hilarious, just kind of like how, like just 
the the microcosm of of Temple's entire game is that he kind of brushes off of uh, Gasol, ends up careening into um, uh, Rodion's, who's trying to recover to guard someone who's already bigger than him. Rodion gets another foul <laughs> after being basically knocked out of the way um, uh, from from Garrett Temple, and and which makes the 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 game even worse. Like the the fact that they were down thirty in the first half just goes to show like how well they they basically understood this is a ridiculously small team they believe in this small thing and and we're just going to rape them because of it sorry to use a a term like that let me rewind they basically just disembowel the Nets tonight. Doing just understanding clearly what the Nets do, and the Nets had no pivot for it. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I, no, I mean, I I totally echo all that. Look, I mean, like this is the epitome of the the worst case matchup. Like you saw, like I, I look, I think we have to give a a very quick round of applause to Levert, who I thought we we said before the pod that this was going to be like. Or we sorry we said in uh, the most recent pod that it was going to be a super hard uh, matchup for him and all no matter who's on him because right. Toronto had so many guys to throw at him and Levert quickly saw like I don't think scoring is going to be my best way and he still because he's so crafty and because mm-hmm. he's so shifty was able to garner a lot of attention and it led to a lot of open cuts it, I think a lot of his uh, a lot of his moves led to. Cabarro having a good game. T- I mean, TLC shot the lights out. This guy is completely on one right now. He should be on the Raptors the way that he's. he's <laughs> and and what did I tell you? I said, you know, he was going to be pivotal. Yeah, it, he did. He it, called it. Um, and when he came in, he kind of you know led the charge back. But uh. yeah, I mean, look, I like it's going to be it's going to be a long series. I mean, the the thing to hold the the only thing you can hold your hat on and like th- th- that which is and this is basically it was was that um, if Temple makes a couple more shots, I think I think the game feels different because no one on the Nets really played out of their mind minus TLC, whereas like the Raptors just shot the lights out. The, the thing that I was surprised about, I do have to say on another note um, about the Raptors was. I thought they kind of went away from what was working for them early, which was like, I mean, Abaka killed them in the second quarter. Destroyed and, them. And, and, and they kind of went away from that and struggled. And it, it was also interesting because a lot of their struggles came in the third quarter where I think Lowry sat out like most, if not all of that quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, but look, I mean, like, look, I mean, look, like Jacques Vaughn is, is, is not working with a lot and, the last thing also that I, that I want to say on this topic is the two guys who I actually think today would have made a difference, and you can call me crazy, the two guys that could have helped them today would have been Jamal Crawford and Michael Beasley. This was like the prototypical game of like we need something going because right now all we're doing is taking contested threes and we're just passing the ball around and everyone is scared to shoot. And, yeah, those, no, are the games, and I, those are the games where you just need somebody who's – not afraid of the moment and yeah. a lot of irrational confidence guys 
you need to like and and this team look marks and, and atkinson the way and vaughn and the way those guys coach is not for rational confidence this is not a team that's going to make Deion waiters and jr smith's superstars <laughs> yeah but today today in the second quarter and in the third quarter not in the third but in the fourth they could have used crawford or, or, or beasley it would have really helped out yeah yeah i mean I think they could have used a power for it. Oh, I think yeah. I think they could have used, you know, like I, I know that's the, the the front office official number one thing <laughs> to gripe about, uh, and, and that's probably my fault. But I'm I'm watching the the Boston Philly game as we pod, and you know what's really making me sad about today? It, it's that. The Nets can't beat neither one of these teams either. And it's for the same thing. Like, Boston is a small team, right? But they have a safety valve in being able to go to uh, Enos Cantor, right? Like, now they're playing big, right? They have a big physical guard. You know, like, he's not a normal player. The Nets don't have a, um, a, a smart on their team. And so, and then you're looking at Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum is power forward size. He's he's a little slimmer. He's he's the sports car version of a of of a power forward. Oh, and Bede is going to get hurt diving for balls like that. I I highly do not recommend. Oh, he looked like a sack of potato. He looked like a large sack of potatoes that just landed on the court. Joel Embiid, I worry for you, my brother. Um, but back to the point, um, the Nets can't beat either one of these teams. They're big, they're physical, they're, and they're versatile. I'm, I'm scared now, Sam. Tell, give me something that was good that happened today that, that makes me, help me feel better. <laughs> Bring me uh, out of the sadness, please. Look, the more the only the only real positive I can say is that I think I think Levert really showed that he could be a playmaker even when his yeah. even when his shot is not even when his shot and his moves aren't aren't totally on. And I think the the TLC experiment is the more consistent this this run becomes, the more you can kind of say like, all right, maybe this guy's an actual rotation player. I don't know if I'm sold yet, like because I found so much of the pre bubble to be so ugly that. It's going to take a lot for me to get over that period, but I, I want mean, to believe. Was, but I, I do. I exactly. That's how I feel. I, 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 I like I like the Sean Marks reclamation project, um, and and so I'm interested about that one. By the way, one side media comment, which I'm curious about. So I went back and forth. Originally, I was watching on ESPN, and then I went to. I had to go to my man Ian and Sarah on Yes. Mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting that Van Gundy didn't really seem like he wanted to comment at all about Jacques Vaughn's coaching he did once I think and I wondered he always gets very sensitive about talking about coaches right. especially after right. Shams wrote that he was one of the guys for the Nets job so I'm curious just as the series goes how that's gonna uh, how that's gonna go yeah I, I you know what I I don't think Jeff Van Gundy is a is a candidate and if he no. is the the Nets can't be you know fucking serious like <laughs> Come on, like I, I get it. He watches all the games. He's aware, but I couldn't think of someone who would clash more with Sean Marks. Like I, 
I'm positive he's wondering what the hell is going on with these small lineups, especially since he's a 90s basketball coach. And that and that basically encapsulates the 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 whole reason why he it, it just can't be. Like I, I I don't have any information. I don't know anything. It's nothing that I've read. It's nothing that I can say I've researched. So when I say this, I'm I'm saying this from j- just from the gut. I, I I couldn't think of someone further away from what what Sean Marks thinking would lead him to, to, to get as a coach. And, um, um, but yeah, I, I think he's aware of the insinuations. I think, I, I think he might get an interview. Maybe I, I, I guess, I guess you have to interview a few people. Um, but I don't want to divert from the playoffs, but I, 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 I kind of want to talk about this real quick. <laughs> I'm scared of where this rumor comes from because usually I would go, uh, it's, it's, it's Brian break horse talking shit, kind of trying to earn his check as an insider who knows things. Nobody tells Brian Windhorse anything, right? But Shams is, I, I feel like is bulletproof. Shams, no, he's, in. he's locked in. You know, Shams is legit. Somebody real told him, that that was the case, that those were the people that were looking. And and those guys look like owner candidates. I mean, what, you know what I mean by that? It's like yeah. an owner, like like Jerry Sy basically going, I'm not just going to give this guy Jacques Vaughn. Who the fuck is this guy? I'm not just going to give him the job. I want right. to I, I wanna interview some candidates. Uh, who's out there? Uh... Jeff Van Gunny, yeah, he was great with the Knicks. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that, those yep. are like owner. Uh, owner picks those type of uh, uh, candidates. So if it's real, see, it usually like I would think it came from an agent. That wasn't an ag- an agent leak because it doesn't you know show and showcase any one agent's candidates, right? So right. it's not an agent leak. So what it must be. Is those are the names that Jerry Sy leaked to the press that he was looking at, and and I don't think that that's impossible. I think I think Jerry Sy is one of us. Um, am I, am I saying Jerry Sy? <laughs> Excuse me, Joe Sy. I like Jerry though. Jerry Sy. Jerry Sy. Shout out to Jerry Sy, who's one of uh, 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 our, our Twitter folks. Um, I uh, <laughs> excuse me. So Cy, our owner, which now because of Jerry, I, I I don't even know if believe I know what his real name is. <laughs> <laughs> um, he would be the person that had leaked that. So so you're right. Now that I kind of come three sixty and <laughs> thinking about this thing, you're right. Maybe Van Gundy did get from a call from. Um, size a, a recruiting agency and said hey you know you know mr Sai would like to interview you and uh oh shit he you're right i watched i didn't watch the uh the yes version because i plan on watching the game again and i said you know what i'll i'll listen to iron the second time through so so i watched the espn uh joint and Yo, you're right. <laughs> oh, uh, I mean, look, we'll see. I mean, look, I, a lot. I think a lot of this is going to trickle out from whatever the. I, th- I think. I think the 
the two hot jobs are going to be um, are going to be the Nets and the Pelicans, and and then we'll see. Look, the the other name that'll that'll come out will be uh, will be D'Antoni, mm. if and when if it, like if this goes uh, if this goes south quickly in in Houston. Um, Another guy I can't see. I, I I cannot as I've been a proponent for um, D'Antoni in the past. Uh, I wouldn't. Now, because I've I've come to realize you need a modicum of of, of defense, you'll have insanely uh, successful teams in the regular se- season. But just like the Phoenix teams, you're not going to make it playing in Dan Tony style. You need some defense. You need a strong defensive ph- uh, philosophy. And um. You know, I see the, the uh, Houston getting eliminated again, and I don't understand why. Looking at the landscape of of what's out there, and and that's what I think might be happening here. I think, I think Cy could be looking at this whole situation like a fan does, right? Yep. Go and much more so than Prokhorov. Like Prokhorov basically might check in a, in every quarter, like, oh, how they're doing? Oh shit, they suck. Like, huh. like that's how. Uh, Prokhorov was watching the team. This is a basketball fan. Our new owner is a basketball fan, and um, and uh, uh, you know he's probably looking at this and going, "How the fuck is Joe Harris gonna guard Siakam just like we are?" And he's probably thinking to himself, "Yo, what what is this? Like, okay, we we made it through the bubble, but..." I paid, and this is how this is how rich guys think. Every single rich guy, super, especially super duper rich guy, um, because they're so attached with how rich they are, and you know, um, you know, that's that's just the reality. Once you get into that 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 upper echelon of of, of dollars, he he's going, yo, I paid a hundred and forty million for that. Yeah, you know he's thinking that. Even if he, he like, you mean to tell me I I two point two billion for the team or two point two billion for the team, another two billion or 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 even more than that? I can't remember the numbers anymore. But for uh uh the Barkley Center, and then he bought the Liberty too, and and they're not winning either. Yeah, I mean, look the key. <laughs> The key with the key with him, and I, like a lot of people have made this point on podcasts, and I and I do think there's a lot of a lot of truth to it. The key with Cy, and so far he hasn't proved to be some like insane egomaniac, though. Given his position, given what he has, it's kind of hard to believe he isn't. But but a lot of times these new owners like to make a splash, and so that's why it's kind of not surprising that the whole um, the whole Atkinson thing kind of went the way it did, even though I think people like me and you, mm-hmm. I think even me who like was probably more of a fan than him, but still thought that the Atkinson thing had probably run its course more than what people thought it. It'll all I'm saying is it'll be interesting to see what side tries to do, because a lot of these owners like to make a splash when they come onto the scene and, or, or restore order. Like because right. they've been successful in their other businesses, this right, is really can, the first year that size really in full control, so he might just be thinking to himself, "It's time for me to restore order." This is crazy. What's going on? We just signed Michael Beasley. 
<laughs> and you could say, I mean, look, I mean, look the, the, the other way of looking at it is that is Psy is a smart dude and they haven't really done a lot of like they haven't made any moves minus these little moves that that people like me and you are obsessed right. uh, are obsessed and upset about. He hasn't like Marx. It's, it's not like Marx has done like stupid shit like Billy King or uh, Scott Perry, Steve Mills type stuff. No, so but but the- but Sam, does this does this game and forget about the game? Does it does this season feel icky to you? Right, I I wonder how much does Joe Sy have to do with with Kenny Atkinson being fired? You know, you, you know what I mean, like. Yeah, but I, I think like I think he's I, like I think I think a rational owner, which I think he is, because I've been impressed with him so far. Yeah, is same, gonna be like, same. Is going to be like, look, like if if you took the eight best players more or less or let's say you took seven or sorry eight of the 11 best players on any NBA team mm-hmm. and then made them sign another seven guys off the G League like their roster is going to be terrible and they're not going to be that good and considering that like if you say Lavert is the third Harris is the fourth and Allen is like the fifth or sixth whatever best guy on the team and then you look at all the guys who didn't come to uh all the guys who didn't go to uh, to what you call it to Orlando, like I think to that I think to criticize like marks or to, or to make any decisions based off this roster is crazy because this I mean this roster is like I mean this roster is a playoff team. If they uh, had to play with this roster the whole year, they would have been would have been in the lottery. Here, here's where I disagree with you. The this roster is just the byproduct of poor planning with the other roster. And it and there's and there's a lot of it. There's a lot of mistakes that Sean Marks is making from see, from, from my perspective. That though, given given like like I mean, Dinwiddie, DeAndre, and TP are out because of COVID. Like, well, T, TP, if if I if I'm not mistaken, he just opted out, right? I wasn't sure if he. I'll, I'll look it up. I'll look it up quickly. I thought. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was like kind of a. Yeah, he also tested positive for it. So he did Whether test he positive. Okay, I don't know. I but I I just pers- personally just believe that the the friends of Kyrie just basically was like, you know what, coronavirus, whether I have it or not, I'm I'm not trying to play. Yeah, I'm dipping. Right, you know Wilson Chandler. I so so look look at the people that you bought in, and and the reasons why. Wilson Chandler gets along with with Kyrie and Kevin. Cool, bring him on. Uh, Torian Prince, that's Kevin Durant's boy. Cool, bring him on. Yeah, I mean, Levert was the only Rock Nation guy that I think that came to the bubble, right? Exactly. DeAndre DeAndre Jordan, I, 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 I'm not come. I'm Kevin Durant's going to take ten million less. So that I can come <laughs> and <laughs> and basically take up cap space on, on the nets. And and then, right? So none of them show and that and those were Sean Mark's choices. Fine. They didn't want to show. They tested positive. They made decisions for them and their family. Fine. Now you go and you have a chance to pick up some young bigs who could have made mistakes. Like a guy like Hartenstein, wait, that's right. Hartenstein couldn't play anyway, but 
starting the way that we did, thinking that Torian Prince could be your power forward, uh, was the beginning of all of this trickling down to failure. David Nwaba, he basically played power forward for us, right? Like, like I'm not saying that that's why he got injured. His injury was was a fluke. You know, like super athletes get that that type of a, a Achilles tear. But um, you know, Nwaba was a bad concept. You know, on on top of Garrett Temple, on top of like at some point Shumpert. Do you know we had the choice of Shumpert or Carmelo Anthony, and we chose yes. Shumpert? Look, I would have taken <laughs> Shumpert. I, I think I'll, I'll one-up you. I, I would have taken Shumpert and Carmelo over whoever the two other guys that we could have like had. I, I mean, uh, they could have used both of them. Uh, I, I think Shumpert would have been better. and But well, even Shumpert was, was a signing right? because that's what Kyrie wanted. But Jumper was Jumper actually was really helpful this year. Like when he played, he was he was good, and I was surprised that they. I was actually surprised that they didn't extend him, and they basically didn't because they're really at that point there was really no roster spots because you're still talking about all the all the rookie like Claxton still on the team and DJ. I, I thought he was a I thought he was a worse version of um, you know the other things that they had that like. They just love that combo guard. Yep. I'm not big enough to be a shooting guard, and I'm definitely not big enough to be a small forward. But I'm gonna play you at at power forward. You're kind of stocky. You're 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 built kind of tough. Let me let me let me bring you on. And that week, Mello was 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 uh, fidgeting about where he was gonna end up, and no one was even thinking about about Shumpert and I, I'm telling you a lot of people needed a player like Shumpert or like what we think Shumpert is and teams have, have passed him by because Shumpert is not good I'm gonna have to t- have to push back on that one if he was good I'm telling you somebody would have signed him nobody even kicked the tires Sam that's how bad he was and and for me that just again like you have to put that on Sean Marks and and just to say, oh, Kyrie got injured. Well, we know Kyrie was going to get injured, right? Like, so now we don't have have Spencer, but that's not where we're hurt. We have guards performing. We have guards doing their thing. We have so many guards on on the Nets that we could lose Spencer and Kyrie and and still be doing okay from the guard perspective. Where we yeah. suck is from the wing. And yeah, I, I think they just. I think I mean, look, we we've uh, we've discussed. This before, but I, I think I think they basically weren't gonna make a, a move involved. It, it seemed like they weren't gonna make a move trading one of the guards because they kind of wanted to go through the whole year and see how they would play um, with Kyrie and with the other guards. So that kind of took out trading like Lavert and or Dinwiddie and Harris is a free agent and the other guys like the Chandlers and the Temples and all those guys of the world have like little to no trade value. They're more of like filler guys, which is fine because they're end of the rotation. They're, they're end of the rotation nah, people. but they weren't end of the rotation. These are people that were in the core part of the rotation, and Chandler ended up starting. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, the Chandler thing, look, the, the, I mean, the, the Chandler thing I will not at all defend. I just think that I think that they basically doubled down on 
on the whole going going small guard thing because I be, I think Marks was basically like and look you even said this yourself I think they kind of know what they want to do this summer or they have some idea of it and that involves and that probably involves keeping Harris and trading either Levert or Dinwiddie and or possibly Allen because I think they believe in Claxton and because I don't think they're I don't think they're going to want to pay Allen and then have like three centers on their on their team no and, they're 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 going for it. If it doesn't happen, it's because they couldn't pull it off. Um, but you're starting to remember what I told you about with um, Anthony Davis, that we would start to hear the rumblings around now. And all of a sudden, it's like, what if Portland eliminates them? And Portland looks tough right now. I don't know if that's enough to eliminate um, uh, uh, the Lakers, but Portland looks tough right now. And and the Lakers are scared. So I, I don't know. I don't know. When you have LeBron, LeBron is the ultimate nullifier. He, he, you know, he makes, you know, all things equal. And they have a freakish talent in Anthony Davis. So we don't know what's going to happen, but if the, imagine they were they were to be eliminated in the first round. What is what is Anthony Davis looking around on that team to stay for? If anything, if anything, if I had an agent that angled me to a team that had an aging superstar and nothing else, I would look at that agent like, "Are you looking out for my future?" Because the Lakers are going to lose, and they're going to lose a lot the moment LeBron can't go anymore. Oh, yeah, they're dead. <laughs> like, 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 and so now you're hearing those rumblings coming out of uh, uh, L.A., and you, and it's it's just going to intensify. I, I'm, I would like to see the Lakers win and be dominant and, 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 and make Anthony Davis stay there because I'm afraid of what is going to happen to this team if the Nets trade everyone and to to just make the Lakers feel or be able to stomach having to let go of Anthony Davis. They they are about to trade everyone for something. Right? Yeah, I mean I yeah, I mean I it does. It's it does. Uh, it does kind of feel that way. And I and and as I said to you yesterday, as kind of a playing playing the whole narrative doctor, mm. like the Nets getting swept is not going to help the whole like oh oh oh, Kara should stay and Kara should be the third guy. All right. it's going to do is it's going to um, is it's going to bolster the the need. Like if, if Levert keeps playing the way he is, which is like doing his best being the lead guy while playing a really tough 15 team. 15 assists. How tough yep. is that? Like, How I mean, tough is that, Karis? 15 assists. It wasn't clicking for you, but you found, you dimed out 15 times tonight. I, I love that kid, man. Yeah, so do, look, I'm, uh, so do I. I look, I, I totally understand the argument for not, that it's not, I, I think me and you differ a little bit. I get not needing Dinwiddie and Levert, but I would not be happy if if both guys were traded unless both deals themselves were just like knocks out of the park and you have to do them. But beyond that, I'm not I'm not for it. Yeah, I think our starting shooting guard next year is going to be Harris. I think everything like Sean Marks did this the year before with D'Lo, 
you would think a team like the Nets, who had no assets, if they uncovered a kid like D'Lo, that they would be treating them, treating that kid with kid gloves. Everything would be about him. Even now, like D'Lo is kind of showing that he had some some problems with uh, uh, Atkinson in the Nets organization. Oh yeah, and and that was because they always. I keep telling you this. Kyrie Irving didn't wake up in July, one morning in July and say, "You know what? I'm going to the Nets." <laughs> you know, like the 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 I seen Kenny Atkinson's YouTube from Kevin Durant. It's just it's it's bullshit, and it's what they're supposed to say. And there's nothing wrong with it. I'm not mad about it at all. But that when when Sean Mark started clearing cap space instead of stacking talent from the draft once he started trading draft picks to clear space cuz you know what i have a hunch i could get somebody that's when i knew he was yep. a full of shit and b knew he was getting someone i didn't know who, i thought it was Kawhi i i really did i thought i thought he just basically had those San Antonio ties. He was on the bench when Kawhi was there. I thought he would—he basically knew Kawhi was coming to us. At least that's what I wanted to believe, and I forced myself to believe. But it was—but I knew Kyrie was in the bag too because he's—he's he's a Net fan. All, all Net fans knew, know this. Like the Knicks media got this so wrong, thinking you know, going Rod Strickland's his godfather, so he must have been a Knicks fan. No. He's been open about being a Nets fan forever. So just like last year, Sean Marks knowing he was going to get Kevin Durant and Kyrie, he knew. He knew. Right? And so the fact that he knew, he Atkinson was acting real horrible to 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 D'Lo. Like, and how you don't treat the might be you hope he's going to be savior of your team the way that the way that they did and and the way they're treating this current crop by not even really putting together a team that can actually compete it's telling you they know something that is they're going to do <laughs> that one is going to shock the fans and and two it's going to cost them these players Cause he and and that makes me sad, man. Like like evidence exhibit A of 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 that was what we saw today, a team that basically is playing four and five. They're either playing four and five, and Sean Mark doesn't know how to assemble a team, or Sean Marks knows exactly what he's about to do. He needed to have as many flexible bodies that he could just dump as quickly as possible. It need be to arrange himself to be able to get a trade to 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 bring in the guy he know he's gonna get. I say it's Anthony Davis. Most everyone says I'm crazy. Um, we're gonna see how that that turns out. But I I think the playoffs and even even what they've done in the bubble shows that they know what they're about to do. It, it's it's about to get crazy. Is there, uh, a, a bloody Monday is coming for the Nets uh, locker room. I look. I I agree. I mean, I will. I mean, we'll see. Like, I think a lot will depend. I think narratives change a lot based off of how players play, and I think like GMs are human, just like everyone else, and they react to what happened most recently. 
So I think we'll see what happens with uh, with Levert and uh, and as and and Jared Allen as as well. I think mm-hmm. those are the two guys because I because I you got to think Harris will be on the team next year and, and God I hope so because he's yeah he's, he's on he's more he's important our starting than, shooting guard next year. That I, that I know. Levert and Dinwiddie anyway. So yep, it's they're all in on Kyrie and Katie. Yeah, and you know they're they're gonna go for it, and I I don't love that way. I think that's that's skipping steps, but uh, you know more power to them. Your yeah. prediction for the next game? Um, I think it's gonna be, I think it'll be closer. I don't think it'll be a twenty four point blowout. I look at it as like the Nets will lose, but probably by like anywhere from like seven to ten. Type the type of thing. I think I think it'll be more of a I think it'll be more of a game. Let's win. Let's <laughs> win. More than I, I am. I I just want to enjoy this last hurrah with this team. I know I this is you. not their fault. I know this is not these players' fault. In New York City. We got to stand up for these Brooklyn Nets. Let's let's let me be the fool <laughs> that believes. Right, it's the front office. That's my guy Sam Lachow, and that's Samuel Lachow on Twitter. I, I I've been bigging <laughs> okay. up the wrong guy. We are the front office. Uh, we will be back after the next game. Yep, Wednesday night. The big dub coming Wednesday night. <laughs> Hope so. And uh, we'll talk to you guys then. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of Ookla speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details.